Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Podcast. My name is Joanna Koho and I'm your host for this episode. Now in each episode of Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life and more. And we'll be speaking to everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. Now today I have with me uh, Vicky. Vicky is a working mom who finds uh, actually great comfort and joy in coffee. I think many of us can probably <laughs> resonate with that. Um, now, I've known actually Vicky for more than a decade, which means that she isn't that young, but actually it's because I knew her when she was first a young adult. So welcome, Vicky. Hi, Joe. And Vicky, actually, from being a young adult, today she is now a mom of two young boys, aged eight and three. Um, quite challenging ages actually and of course we all know about boys and how some of us you know might be getting uh, feeling that life is spinning out of control with two boys at home plus of course her big boy who is her husband uh, but she says that uh, her husband is actually her constant encouragement um, so uh, Vicky today we're going to talk actually about the whole idea of the perfectionist mom a recovering perfectionist, Joe. <laughs> uh, yes, we are glad that you are recovering. I know that it's recovering and not recovered. That's right. <laughs> uh, but I think um, this is probably something that many of our listeners today can identify with. Um, perhaps you could just give us a little glimpse into your perfectionist world. You know, um, Joe, being a mom is really such a life-transforming thing for myself because a baby comes along and it totally disrupts your entire world. And one of the key things about being a perfectionist mom is there's a need to be in control. And um, we read so much about what moms are facing nowadays. We talk about the mental load that moms are experiencing, that their mind is always on overdrive. There's so many details they're holding on to, so many things involved in raising a kid and managing a mm -hmm, household, mm -hmm. the endless running to-do list. We are familiar with those things. We also read about how our moms are showing signs of poor emotional health. In fact, I know that Focus on the Family did a survey on the well-being of moms last year. Mm. And the result shows that um, moms on a daily basis or even weekly basis experience emotions of anxiety and worry, mm. anger and frustration. And mom's guilt is common. And so that is almost the default would that be your like everyday experience? I think that's what everyday moms experience. And then when you lace that with the lens of a recovering perfectionist or a perfectionist, um, the stress and the struggles are just amplified. You know, and some of these emotions that everyday moms feel, um, someone who is perfectionist would feel it more acutely. And that's what we're talking about here, I think. Okay. Do you think this is a mom thing or dads to face that? I mean, you talked about how your husband, you know, uh, is actually your constant encouragement. Or, yeah, or is it just you? <laughs> okay, I'm sure there are perfectionist dads out there, but I know my husband is not one of them and that has been a tremendous help for me because um, he gives me the space right, and he understands right. and he's constantly encouraging me and accommodating and... Being humorous is really a bonus in this case. <laughs> okay, so wait, wait, let, let me sort of rewind. Were you always like that? 
I don't know. Maybe my family and my friends have a better idea of that. But I first have a slight inkling that I may be a perfectionist when I started work. When I'm just so pressured by um, the expectations, by needing to be my best, to do my best, and my best is never enough. So, so I got an inkling of that then, and it became more apparent when I got married, you know, when there's a cr close proximity with someone. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, everything just became more amplified. And then I started to read up on some of the telltale signs, and, and it became quite clear, even as I took some personality tests, that I may just be a perfectionist. Okay, and then of course, added to that, now you are a parent, so all the more. It's so true. it just keeps like layering one over the other. It's true. In hindsight, do you think that's, that was your personality even when you were growing up? I mean, this would be great for us parents if you can already detect it in our children and we know that if you don't do anything about it, they're going to become like Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing is, as I think back about my own growing up years, my parents weren't perfectionists. You know, if, if I could put it in how I understand it to be, my parents weren't perfectionists. So they were quite chill. They were quite chill. There, there weren't high, unreasonable expectations on me. In fact, I would say that, say that my mom and my dad, they were really chill about my academics. They didn't need me to be someone or to accomplish great things. So I never had great, unreasonable, high standards placed on me. Mm. So I can't really pinpoint to, to one thing, to why... I'm like this. So I think my personality, my inner wiring would play a part. It sounds like expectations play a part, right? When you first entered the workforce, there were some expectations, maybe not uh, growing up that your parents had on you, but perhaps actually self-expectations. Is that part of being a perfectionist? Definitely, you know, we, in the world of a perfectionist, a perfectionist mom, there is an order. Right, and there's a rightness to things, and often those standards are high. But more than that, there is a critical inner voice that we hold. Right. Um, there's a saying, you know, that we are each our own worst critic. But I think for, for a mom and for a perfectionist mom, that is especially true and especially hushed. Um, we are critical of ourselves, um, we are critical silently of ourselves and of others and sometimes you we can pass that on to our kids are not critical of us exactly we right. i mean i i don't speak for all i think i tend to overthink um feedbacks or what mm. people say to mm. me and and my inner voice will sometimes sounds like this you know that this is not good enough you know why can't i get it right why can't i do my work fetch my kid keep the house clean and still dish out home-cooked dinner, you know, I can do better than this, or, or my child deserves better. So these are just the inner voice that sometimes we live with and we try to manage right. that. Right. And is it, you said you're recovering, so is it get, I assume it's getting better, but, but how is it getting better? I'm not sure if it's getting better, if that's my natural response to things, my natural reaction to things, but I think I'm more aware. And being more aware means that I know what are my trigger points. It means that I am more intentional in regulating my behavior and my reaction to things. And this is especially important when I'm with my two boys. Um, I have an eight-year-old yeah. and a three-year-old. And I would say my eight-year-old, by personality, he is just really the more responsible, steady, routine kind of firstborn. Mm. So there's really nothing much to complain about. Um, but I remember one particular scenario when I ask him to go and pack his table and his toys corner because it's just really messy and I can't stand it. So okay. as what an eight-year-old would do when you ask him to pack his room, mm -hmm. he just simply stacked 
everything that could be stacked. As long as it's not on the ground, it's on top of each other. And he just kept all the tiny pieces of things into whatever boxes that he could find. So basically, um, it was neater than what it started out to be. Okay, so he cleared, know, he, he cleared, cleared the floor. he cleared, but you know what? It's just not how I would have done it. Okay, how would you have done it? I would have sorted out by categories. Alright, make sure that the things sort like color and size. Uh, if I could, <laughs> uh, if, if if I have time for that, make sure that things go back to where it should be. Right. And at the same time, I will clear things that I do not need anymore. So of course, um, that was internal, eternally my standard. And and when he did pack his room, but not the way I would have done it. It took all the self-control within me to not walk back into that room and repack everything. Because if I would have gone in to repack everything, the message that I'm telling him is, you know what, son? It's not good enough. And if right. I do that enough, he will have this invisible standard that, you know, I need to meet mom's standard. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes this standard is not even articulated, but they feel it because whatever they do, seemingly it's not good enough. Yeah, so, so I have to catch myself that because right. there's a tendency for me to go in and undo or redo and just deprive him of the process of learning. Okay, which, yeah. would, which might have been what you'd done before you were recovering. But now, now that you're recovering, there's more self-awareness and like you said, uh, that self-control, right? I hope so. <laughs> it helps that my, my husband would often remind me that, right. you know, just... Don't fret the small things. Ah. You know, if if I can live with it, if it's not going to harm anybody in this household, just live with it. And, and I think born the brand of your perfectionist streak. Of course, we are married, <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way he can run to right. I mean, um, I will try to control myself at the workplace presenting a very functional, healthy self. Right, I will right. control myself in front of the kids. But guess who bears the brunt of it? It'll be in the bedroom with my husband where I'm like, oh no, I can't deal with this mess. And, and, and I must say that I, I'm really thankful for my husband. You know, it's just one of those days I will wake up and I'll be like, okay, the house is too messy. I cannot function. And automatically he'll be, okay, tell me, what do I need to do? Do I need to do the laundry? Do I need to pack the house? I'll be like, yeah, yeah, can't please do this? Can't do that? Then, and then he'll just happily go and... I mean, his love language is act of service. So right. that's where we are a good okay. match. So husbands out there who have a perfectionist wife, it would help if you uh, learn to adopt the love language of acts of service. <laughs> if that's so <laughs> comfortable to you. And, and she is also very encouraging. Um, I remember one particular incident. I, I isn't grab it because I wanted to, I want to re remember it. Um, I was baking for my three-year-old birthday. Um, I'm not a baker. I, I can't bake. But you but, wanted but to I wanted to, you see? Because that was part of their personal standard. I wanted of... to because on IG, there are so many moms who are doing it. Okay. And they are doing it so well. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I think I can do this too. So I wanted to bake um, a Cookie Monster cupcake for my 3-year-old uh -huh. birthday. And then I had to do the frosting. So I practiced as what a perfectionist will do. I practiced beforehand to make sure that I can get it right the night before. And the practice round was almost perfect. So I was quite pleased with myself. But the night before, I started at 10, 10 a.m. I went through four batches of frosting and I stayed up all the way to 3 a.m. And the only reason that I tried, that I stopped perfecting the frosting was because I ran out of ingredients and there was no shops open at 3 a.m. that I could send my husband out to buy. And so after four batches of frosting, <laughs> but what 3 a.m., the frosting, like? it just did not work. It just wasn't 
good enough. Okay. You know? And my my dear husband stayed up the whole time. He helped to wash um all the pots and pans because you know I did four rounds. So he had to help to wash everything and make sure that I have brand new stuff to restart the next batch. And along the way, he kept encouraging me. I remember after the first round of frosting that failed, he said, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. I'm like, it's okay, I can do this. So, second round. When he failed again, he went, you know what, I know you really want to do this. I'm like, that's right, I really want to, let's do this. And okay. after the third round of frosting failed, he went, what matters is the heart. I'm like, it's true, but I need cupcakes on the table tomorrow. So you didn't get the hint that that was good enough? No, you know, okay. my husband was just encouraging and just doing what needs to be done to let me bake my cupcakes. And finally, after the fourth batch of frosting, the last batch, because I have no more ingredients left, this has to be it. It was done. Um, this was it. It was in the fridge. And then I look so sad that, you know, my trio is not going to have the perfect cookie monster cupcake the next day, even though I don't think he minds. But um, in my heart, I felt like I failed. And my husband just said, you know, you are not a professional baker. I stood and think for a while, is that supposed to be a joke? Are you trying to make me laugh? <laughs> or am I supposed to feel encouraged or assured that I'm not a professional baker? But at 3am, you know what, I'm just going to take it as an encouragement. and and. And when I look back, I think I could stay sane through 3 a.m. baking four batches of frosting because um, he was just being extremely encouraging. And he knew that um, he just needed to say those things to make me feel like, you know, I'm doing my best as a mom. My son will appreciate it. There'll be cupcakes tomorrow. Right. The kids I, I, will I eat it. I think the next time we need to ask your husband to come in because <laughs> he sounds like a rarity on this earth. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I did do an Instagram post to honor him. Oh, I, I thought it was to remind <laughs> yourself to. It's true, to remind myself the <laughs> good times. Not exercise such uh, habits anymore. Vicky, since you're recovering, is there. I mean, what has really helped you? I mean, you talked a little bit about um, you know, how social media actually maybe has a little bit more of a negative influence on your perfectionist tendencies. Uh, but at the same time, you also talked about you know, your increase in self-awareness and, and being more uh, self-controlled, in fact, as mm -hmm. to how you respond instead of allowing your uh, perfectionist streak to take over, you know, actually stopping yourself. Um, I mean, are, are there any quick tips that we can leave our listeners? I think the first thing that I would encourage um, friends, spouse of moms whom you suspect are going through a perfectionist strict. Um, number one is to really recognize her heart. Yeah, recognize her heart to want to give her best to the children. You know, the heart of all moms is for their children. They want the best. Um, the way that we love our children and our approaches may be different, but it is that same heart. So I think step one really is to recognize. So what your husband said is right. Yeah. It's the heart that matters. It's true. <laughs> Number two, encourage her efforts. I mean, I gave a, a I shared a story earlier about how I think encouragement, appreciation, affirmation goes a long way. Yeah, mm, to true. let the mom, and if the mom is your spouse, to know that you no, know, she is loved, mm. accepted, regardless. Okay, that, that, that kind of helps mom then to start step back and and look at herself perhaps differently rather than. I'm not good enough, it's not good enough, but to actually begin to say that, okay, maybe it's not 
that bad. It's true. And that actually will soften her critical voice within herself. It draws her out from just from that downward spiral of, of I'm not good enough, you know, I can do better and, and my child deserves better. And you offer a different perspective and you remind her that and and I, I think I have friends, I have good friends and my husband would remind me that really it's not about mm, perfection, but it's about making progress. That's a good one. So rather than strive for perfection, we strive for progress. And really to enjoy the process. I mean, it may be messy, it may be out of control, but enjoy the process, enjoy the, um, the journey, mm. yeah, that growth process. And I think really, as, even as I'm sharing, I don't think I'm there yet. It's a constant reminder that I have to take a moment, you know, take a moment to enjoy the process, take a moment to, to breathe, mm. yeah, give myself the permission to take a break, just from the mental load, um, tell myself that it's, it's okay if this right, does not right. go the way it should go. It's okay if tonight I cannot cook a dinner and I have to call for food delivery. It is okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that that helps if we can all just take a moment to just breathe. Right, and, and that's so important, right? Because how we respond, that's what our, our kids are going to see. It's true. And I mean, if they see us constantly berating ourselves, constantly you know, just unhappy with the way things are because, you know, it's just not perfect enough, then that might be what they grow up with. That, that, that's, that's, you know, normal behaviour. <laughs> and they, they may not also know how to uh, rest, right? I mean, I've been taking notes. So, so you have a R for recognise the perfectionist heart <laughs> to give the best to her children. Uh, e is for encouraging her efforts. S to soften her her critical inner voice, um, just by accepting her, affirming her, and of course, uh, T, to take a moment to just rest. That's right, R-E-S-T, rest. So what would be your best moment that you would take? Is that your coffee addiction? <laughs> I, I love my coffee. I, I love the smell of my coffee. I, I love that moment when I can just sit down and drink a coffee. And, and I'm sure the caffeine has to do with this, but it just really calms my nerves. <laughs> but one thing that I've been trying to do in the last year or so um, really was is to get out there, to the outdoors. Right. Um, I try to exercise a bit more. Mm -hmm. It helps to clear my mind. It helps right. to put things in perspective. Some vitamin D, fresh air. Exactly. So, so for myself, that's one thing that I've done differently in the last one year plus. And mm -hmm. I realised that it has done great things to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it may not work for you. So I think the main thing is to find out what works for you as a mom. You know, find a rhythm of rest that mm. is reasonable, that is sustainable, that, that you can do to continually be recharged and refreshed for parenthood. I mean, we know that parenthood is rough. Mm, it's tough. Um, it is a season. Um, and we want to embrace that season. So, um... Know that in this whole journey as well, we are moms. We are always just growing wiser and stronger in the process. So don't be so hard on yourself. So taking a moment, um, and and that's exactly what we are gonna be doing to take a moment. And I suppose in that moment, that's when you uh, recalibrate. That's when you sort of um, reassess like your responses and how you can exercise self control and yes. hold back on the perfectionist streak. So. It's going to be Mother's Day and this Mother's Day we want to support moms in taking that moment from you know, whether it be their perfectionist streak or self-imposed expectations or even in this uh, day and age of um, you know, 
new norms like COVID. <laughs> uh, we want you to be able to take a moment. And so for Mother's Day, we want to encourage you. Uh, visit us at www.family.org.sg slash take a moment. And there will be some digital tools, practical handles to give yourself a break from your mental load of the day. And so Vicky, what is the, the next milestone as a recovering perfectionist? Like what would be your next step to know that you're getting there? If I can listen to this podcast and not cringe at my own <laughs> voice and tell myself, oh man, I could have done this better or said this better. If I can do that to myself, I think I've reached the next milestone. I think that's a great one. <laughs> and so uh, we want to thank you for listening. We know, especially for mothers, um, all the thousand and one things that are on our mind, motherhood can be rough. Um, but, you know, more than what we do is really about who we are and who we are becoming, just as uh, Vicky has really so candidly shared with us uh, her own journey as a mom. And so we want to encourage you to embrace the journey. And should you have any questions along the way, please do write to us at parent at, that's P-A-R-E-N-T-E-D, at family.org.sg So once again, Vicky, thank you for um, sharing your life story, your journey you, with us. And till next time, we hope to see you again. <laughs> <laughs>